0: Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions welcome to the get home safe podcast and your host matt persima
0: hey guys and welcome to another episode of get home safe i want to wish everyone out there a very happy thanksgiving a special edition here of the Get Home Safe podcast, Thanksgiving edition, if you will. Uh, we already put up our Christmas decorations, as you should be, at least in my opinion. Anyway, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. If you haven't got to it yet, hey, by no, buy no, by all means, uh, get to it when you can. But as far as our house goes, I love getting them up uh, before Thanksgiving, at the very least. Uh, a special episode today on the Get Home Safe podcast. We have back one of our fan favorites, Mr. Bill Barnes. If you've not heard uh bill barnes before on the podcast uh well you're in for a real treat today this is your fair uh, warning with Bill Barnes. If you have not heard him, him before, he uses rather colorful language, very strong opinions. Bill does not hold back. So uh, you will definitely be, be entertained if you stick around. But uh, we try to have Bill on every few months here. Uh, and I thought what better way to bring him on than, than during Thanksgiving? Because Bill's a very cheerful guy, right? A very thankful person. So uh, I thought it would be a good time to bring him on, uh, get in the holiday spirit, really, with the one and only uh, Bill Barnes. He's a fan favorite, as I mentioned. A lot of people loved his weekly appearance on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in that we did for uh, quite a few episodes. So you only get him a couple times a year now. So uh, let's not waste any more time. I have some strong opinions about things that have been going on. Uh, I know you guys probably want to hear my soccer comments uh, about the World Cup and such, um, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll let those things uh, simmer and I will uh, get to that stuff later on. And maybe I'll talk about some of that stuff with Bill Barnes. Just random uh, topics current events, uh, maybe some Thanksgiving issues as well. But anyway, let's get to it. You guys are here today to hear from the man, the myth, the legend, the most interesting man, well, in his own mind, Mr. Bill Barnes. Okay. Once again, joining us on the Get Home Safe podcast is a legend in his own mind and a big time fan favorite from his basement from his bunker, his man cave. I don't know what to call all this, Bill Barnes. Where are you coming to us from there in the San Fernando Valley?
1: Well, I'm coming to you from my um, family room, which isn't really much of a family. It's just me, me and, and Donna. Um, here's what I did. Um, I converted this is a bedroom upstairs. I converted this into a TV slash uh, a bar slash hideaway for me and her so um i have a tv i've got i've got a little bar stool with some um with a table you know pub table i got a bar over here um you know it's i like to get up here and get away
0: (laughs) all this time you've been cooped up the 20 since 2020 all the lockdown stuff and you went right back to all that after after getting out of your shell for a little bit now you're back in a bunker just trying to stay away from the world
1: Well, a five mile drive in in the San Fernando Valley incorporates about two hours. So you get kind of burned out on driving. So when you get home, you just want to put your pajamas on, a comfortable t-shirt, you know, it's 520 in the afternoon. It might as as well be fucking midnight because it's dark. So you might as well just get comfortable, you know, get yourself a, uh, excuse me a second. You get yourself a little blue, plastic cup with a cocktail in it and you have a little chat in your living room you get caught up
0: Uh, you you look like uh, the big lebowski man you really you need a little umbrella for your drink though
1: well only the sweet drinks incorporate an umbrella (laughs) this is my usual john daniels with a splash of coke.
0: (laughs) and why do you call it uh, john daniels again
1: (laughs) because i know jack so well i call him by his given name
0: Oh, Bill, it's been a long time, man. We we miss having you on, but you know what? Now we bring you out for the big events or maybe after big moments uh, in the world. Uh, where do I start today? First, we're going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving, Bill, because this episode is released Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Do you have any any plans coming up or are you going to go to work like you usually do?
1: No, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, we're taping on Monday. Tomorrow night, Tuesday, I'll do, I'll, I'll work get back Wednesday afternoon, uh, rest up a tad, and then uh, make the drive out to um, homicide, suicide, genocide, Riverside, and uh, partake in some uh, uh, feast there. Um, Dawn and I will go out and um, see some uh, family there in Riverside and um, eat, eat, eat. And I'll drink so much, I'll make her drive home. And um, we'll have a good time.
0: I love it, Bill. Hey, man, you were living out in the IE, the Inland Empire for such a long time. And uh, we both had of our uh, hatred of Los Angeles. I moved back to L.A. County uh, because I uh, got myself a, a deal. I knew there was one thing that would get you out to. Well, uh, you're not even L.A. County, I don't think. But
1: uh, I am. I oh, you are I walk across the street and down a ways. I'm in Ventura County in Simi Valley. Gotcha. Uh, I'm right on the border. Um, so
0: that. There was one thing that could bring you out, or one person that could bring, and that was the lovely Miss Donna, who uh, you definitely had to uh, head out that way for, and and rightfully so. Well done, sir.
1: Well, I had to I had to do it while I could because you know she was desperate, I was available, and it all worked out. <laughs>
0: Amen. So, is the commute a little better for you? I know you're doing a lot of security work in in Los Angeles. Um, Some you can't talk about, but is it? Even though you're closer, does it take just as long to get there from, say, Rancho Cucamonga as uh, out in the San Fernando Valley?
1: No. Actually, if, if, I, if I get on the 405 freeway at 3 a.m., it's nice. If I get on it at 3 p.m., I'm screwed. <laughs> so I have to pick my times. Or, you know, for instance, if I have to be in the LAX area, let's say at 7 p.m., um, it is about at that time, rush hour, it's about an hour and an hour and 20 minute drive to go 32 miles. Wow. Which is completely horseshit, but see, that's just the way it is um, now, now. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, there's, you know, some, there's just some periods of the day where you have to, you can get there, you know, without an issue. There's some periods of the time of the day where you got to give yourself, you know, some extra time.
0: Well, you got plenty of extra time as uh, you're not recording podcasts as often as you used to. So, uh, you, n- nothing but the time for Bill Barnes, all oh, your man of the people. Um, now, Bill, you can't always talk about your security uh, details and such, but can you at least confirm or deny if you were I- any part of the uh, investigation at the Pelosi home uh, a-, a few weeks ago?
1: Uh, no, no. If I was, <laughs> if I was, I would be that. I would be deep throat. And back in the water green days. I would be letting it all out. I would come clean with it. Okay? Um, sooner, sooner or later, that whole uh, that whole bunch of bullshit is going to come out. Now, I don't know. Again, um, I listen to Dan Bongino every once in a while. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big, huge Bongino fan. But one thing he says that makes sense is the Bongino, Bongino rule is you don't mouth off about anything you don't know the facts about okay so i don't know any of the facts on that all i know is the poor boy got hit with a hammer i don't know if if the guy was let in voluntarily if he was a friend I, it, it, it's all it's very very convoluted um my big my big question mark is at the time nancy pelosi was the um was Second in line after Joe Biden and he can he can drop it any day now. So and then the jury would be out on Kamala, whether or not they would want her. So therefore, now you have Pelosi and you can't tell me that they don't have security. 24 seven, even when she's not there, I guarantee you, I guarantee you the bookworm, uh, the goofy looking guy that's married to Kamala living out in Brentwood I guarantee he's got 24-7 security around his pad. Okay. Um, and that would that of course would be the Secret Service because you know she's the vice president. The Capitol police is responsible for Nancy, and we and we saw what a bang up job they did on the January 6th <laughs> invasion. Okay. So it doesn't surprise me in the least that they didn't, but I'm shocked, but I'm surprised they 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 They, 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 why wouldn't they, you know, because why? Because he probably declined protection, um, because he didn't even have an alarm set. Wow. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to invoke the Bongino rule on this. (laughs) Not that I'm a big Dan Bongino guy, because I think he mouths off a lot. You know, he's like a lot of Republicans. They talk out of their ass. And they say there's going to be a red wave and they say that republicans are going to take over we're going to take back the senate we're going to take back you know the the, the house which we did by maybe four or five seats okay yeah but it wasn't a red wave okay republicans are lazy republicans are like any other rich person that sits, sits around in a meeting and they look to the person next to them to do something they want it done but they don't want to do it
0: well Well, I don't think it is – you can no longer – it's not enough these days to just point and be like, hey, look how bad everything is. I mean it's amazing how many people enjoy high taxes, high gas prices, uh, crime out there, setting criminals free, illegal immigrants everywhere, uh, the things kids are being taught in school. It's not enough to just sit back and be like, well, look at how bad it is because a lot of people are – can't see the forest, and the trees or whatever the saying is. And they're just like, what, what are you talking about? Things are just fine. So Republicans do have to do more to your point. They can't, they're, they are, they, they got to get off. They got to get out there and into the world and, uh, and start promoting, I don't know, family values, whatever the case is, they got to do something than they've been doing because it ain't working.
1: Well, let's, let's take a, let's, let's do a little history lesson right here. You know, our fathers, our grandfathers are all dead now. Well, not our father's. But our grandfathers are all dead now they're the ones that fought in world war ii they were the ones that had true america first values they felt the red white and blue you know they're staunch americans if they were alive they would be voting republican no matter what they're not around anymore okay all these you know hardcore um you know they they fought for their country they went to um the Pacific, or over in uh, Europe in World War II, or they went to Korea, or they went to Vietnam. These are the folks that were about God and country. They're dwindling. They're dwindling. And they raised a bunch of spoiled brats, a bunch of uh, girls that go around and and turn their hair purple and throw eggs at the establishment, and they become a bunch of spoiled brats. Or they get buckets of paint, and they they throw it on on a piece of art and think nothing of it or they which is their own their own choice okay and I'm not saying this to be degrading or to 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 um, put any any type of um, damnation on it it's that sometimes these folks are so conflicted they don't know what sex they are okay they, they want to identify as someone other than what they were born with which I find a little strange I mean I maybe I'm the one that's strange I don't know I find that a little strange. So what I'm saying is we have a decay of the United States. There is a decay that, is, that has plummeted over the years through the Reagan years. You know, Jimmy Carter got trounced by Ronald Reagan because Reagan wanted to come in and make the United States um, re- relevant again and not be stepped on by these third world countries like Iran at the time and, and whatnot. And Iran knew to release those hostages or else, you know, they were gonna they, they were gonna get the 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 shit bombed out of them, and they were released while they were being released while he was being sworn in. Yeah, um, I, I remember. Not remember that, but I do. And uh, nobody fucked with us for a good long time. Nobody screwed with us during the Reagan years. Yeah, there were some there were some isolated, you know, Qaddafi over in uh, Libya wanted to flex his muscle, and you know, we bombed his house and killed his kids. We, we bombed his house and killed his kids. So he backed off. Now, I'm not advocating that. But that's just the way it happened. You know? So there is no more, um, you take one of us, we'll take two of you. We negotiate. In fact, Joe Biden gives 13 U.S. souls to the Afghanistans and all of our equipment and all of our, our uh, high-powered uh, weaponry a year or so ago. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Nobody gives a shit, Matt. As long as some of these folks have their 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 financial aid coming to them, their handouts, their food cards, their their uh, their um, their make it like San Francisco has a, has a deal a policy now where you can make a living for doing nothing. They will send you money just so you don't go steal shit. Well, they're gonna get take money and they're gonna go steal shit too.
0: Yeah. No, it's gonna be uh, <laughs> they're gonna double
1: Enforcement it. Enforcement has become pussified. Because of our 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 um, politicians have put the clamps on on police work, you know, I my DNA would not allow me as a security guard to stand at a any type of business, whether it's a Rite Aid, a Target store, or a Nordstrom's, and watch some criminals come in and just put clothes under their arms and run out, and that's what's yeah. happening. They're taking the loss. They don't care because they don't want to put hands on because they think it would be, you know, they're gonna, they'd rather cut their losses with with uh, with uh, the, the, the garments and whatnot than, than, you know, knuckle some people up. Now, kudos to the guy in Target a week ago, the security guard that uh, that killed the, uh, the homeless asshole with the knife that just stabbed a seven-year-old kid. If I knew who that guy was, I'd pin a medal on him. Great mm-hmm. job. We need more of that. We need more of that. You know, security guards now are doing police work now. They're doing what the cops used to be able to do. Did you watch that chase uh, about a week ago? No. Where the fuck have you been? I, I, I've been
0: driving trucks uh, and, and bringing you Christmas packages. That's okay. what I've been doing. There what?
1: was a pursuit about a week ago that, or two weeks ago now, that that ran that started in Orange County went into Hacienda Heights went all over the place. The the guy, you know, educate yourself. You might want to Google that up and take a look at it. Okay. Um, you know, you're supposed to be the 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 the, the, the big rounded uh, podcast host, and I'm bringing shit up and you don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Well, you need to contribute to I this. A,
1: I thought I was going on a professional professional uh, podcast tonight.
0: Is that why you wore your pajamas and a solo cup? That's that was your plan? Well, Is that what you- yeah, Absolutely.
1: But anyway, uh anyway, I the guy too. probably back I'm not going to say, you know, back in my day, but I'll say it. Back in my day, that guy would have been shot before he even was able to go in that inside the home and steal the keys to a, to the to the third car that he stole, which he just <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, we, we, you and I used to to love uh, high speed chases. Uh, it took you back to your old days a little bit, I think. But no, Bill, crimes out of control, and people don't, people really don't care about their own safety or others, or or they wouldn't uh, sit back and just idly by, let all this stuff. California, California is going to eventually burn to the ground, or we're going to sink into the ocean. I don't know what's going to happen first, but uh, I, I, <laughs> I swear, for people who aren't uh, you know, that religious. Out there, I, I mean the book of Revelation predicted some pretty crazy things. And some of the things I've seen in the past few years, I'm like, oh my goodness, man. This uh, I I was, never-
1: <laughs> yeah, I was hoping those those missiles that landed in Poland a week ago were in <laughs> fact from the Russians. So we could just start World War Three and just get the party started. Light the candle and let's go.
0: <laughs> Light the candle and let's but my issue, Bill, is I- I'm not sure if if we have the numbers anymore. Like y- you were in law enforcement, you've obviously seen. Uh, uh recruitment dwindle you've seen uh we've seen it in the military they, they are struggling to to make some numbers and and i think a large part of that uh, is is in fact that we fired a lot of people for for not taking a, a medicine we fired we're, we we we're, we're not we're not having our best best people out there uh it, without that issue i mean we're we're putting other oh we need this we need that instead of putting the best people out there so law enforcement in the military is Bothered me quite a bit because I don't think we got our best people out there anymore.
1: Well, the Los Angeles Police Department had an academy graduation last week. I believe it was 39 cadets. Usually they're in the hundreds. 39, there was more command staff there, pinning medals on each other than there was recruits. And that's, that's sad. It. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you have a big class. The Sheriff's Department, LA Sheriff's Department, had 75 kids running in the street the other day, and some nut bucket goes and mows them down. Now, What was, what's the deal there? Again, the Bongino rule says, I don't have any facts, so I'm not going to, you know, but my, my, if you fell asleep at the wheel, you're going to veer a little bit and kind of go one way or the other. I saw the video on that and the guy was going straight ahead. Like he was an intentional act. That's what it appeared to me. Now, do I know? Hell no. Does anybody know? Probably not. Until maybe they get some t- toxicological tests back on the kid to see if he had some uh, some type of uh, drugs in him. Bizarre, wow. bizarre situation. Very unfortunate. You got one recruit that's in grave condition, and you had another one who's had some amputations and a lot of other a lot of other ones that won't be able to probably continue with that dream of being a cop. So uh, one thing for sure that that's going to come out of that. Is you're not going to see recruit classes running out on public streets anymore. Those days are. Oh.
0: Were- no, absolutely. Yeah, it looked like that guy just just turned and went right into them. I thought I saw. I was passing by a TV uh, today, and I saw. Looked like he was because that driver's been released already, and I think
1: they they I arrested think- him. For, they arrested him for attempt murder with with a zero bail, and three hours later, the district attorney of Los Angeles released. Him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's just par for the course, isn't it? I mean that's kind of the
1: that was the last. That was the last stick it up your ass to to um, the outgoing sheriff by Gascon out here who hates him, and Villanueva hates him. Villanueva was about the only law enforcement um, chief or sheriff in this county that openly was um, critical of Gascon's policies. All the rest of the suck butts out here um, played his game. Which again, I mean, there's two sides of the story. You want to keep your job, you gotta, you gotta kind of play the game. Um, you want to keep that, you know, like you want to keep that $350,000 a year job. You have to, you know, do what you're told.
0: Yeah, just just and, doing
1: that. You know, away was an elected official, and he was tarnished so bad by the board of supervisors, by the public, that. This guy Luna from Long Beach beat him pretty convincingly, which will not be, in my opinion, will not be a good thing for LA County. But we'll wait and see. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah,
0: I I hope you're wrong too. But uh, you know, you, you tend to have uh, to know which way the wind is blowing there. I looked up your little uh, your not little the big crash you were talking to me about, and uh, wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it, Bill? I mean, the opening uh, the opening statement here from the LA Times is Johnny on chondo was charged with violating his parole after leading authorities on a high-speed chase so once again another guy that gets let out and is just on parole and hey he'll do no more harm to the public we guarantee it and then of course we see the uh, the carnage he caused so you know, once you again
1: get, you get more time in the penalty box for high sticking than you do for attempt murder nowadays
0: <laughs> it's true it's absolutely true i mean bill i mean I, I, I just, how much worse can it get? Because now we just, we let criminals, what is it, $990? I mean, we just see people walk out of stores with stuff. I mean, yeah. th- I mean, do you think Nancy Pelosi will take crime seriously now when her home gets invaded? I, I think not. I mean, politicians, they they just don't care. They get to live their lives and oh, us, us peasants just have to suffer through it all.
1: Right. No, it's, um, you know, it, it, it it's just amazing to me about how, Folks just don't care about, you know, they, they are an elected po- politicians nowadays are not about serving the people. They're about padding their pockets. It's a job to them. They're going in, they're punching a time clock. They don't give a shit about you, me, or anybody else. It's all about them. Try to call them on a, on a situation where let's just say you have, um, you know, um, Trees are overgrown. I mean, whatever you would call a city, a city councilman about, they don't return your calls. <laughs> they don't care. No. You know, I mean, and you can't get rid of them. That's you know, proof. Proof uh, there is the fact that that Kevin DeLeone guy. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna stay in office another two years, not do jack shit because they don't want him at the meetings. What perfect way? Hey, don't come to work, but just stay home and collect your two hundred thousand a year. And uh, use your, your your city car with your city gas and your police uh, um, bodyguards to go everywhere everywhere with you.
0: No, yeah. And All you got to do is is you know, hey, just wave to the people and smile and and just you like, hey, I'm. I'm
1: doesn't even have to do that because yeah, nobody likes him, nobody wants him, but he doesn't care because he's still getting paid. Yeah. Because, yeah. They, they have no there's no rule in their charter to fire him or remove him. It has to be a recall. And we, and we know how recalls go.
0: <laughs> we, uh, we, yeah, we, we as, a, as a state and a country, I mean, like to vote for things uh, that hurt us, basically. Let me, just, let, you know let, what?
1: You, let me tell you how corrupt Los Angeles County is. I got a phone call today from the LA County um, <clears throat> uh, Registrar of Voters. Um, and they, the girl identified herself and told me where she was from. And she says, yes, I'm from the uh, LA County uh, Department of uh, Registrar of Voters. We need to confirm your address. I said, you mean to tell me you wait till after the fucking election, and this is what I told her on the phone. I'm surprised she didn't hang up on me. I said, you mean to tell me that you wait until after the fucking election's over, and then you call and ask for, for my re- a- address? Is that why I didn't get a ballot? I registered to vote in this county back in July. And I didn't get a ballot. And now a week after, now you want to you play nice? When in fact, my neighbor, a few doors down, registered the same time I did. And guess what? He's a Democrat. And guess what? He got his fucking ballot. Well. I didn't get a ballot, and I'm a Republican. Tell me, tell me, that just reeks of, of fraud.
0: But you can't say that, Bill. You bring I this just,
1: up, I and just, you're a deny. I
0: know you did. But you're a denier you you are a threat to democracy if, if you don't if you bring up these things and uh la why they take so long to count to count the votes unlike uh other great places in the country uh, uh, you know to me the longer you take on something the more suspicious the more uh, I, I don't know potential fraud it, it yeah i think there's a longer, lot of it
1: it took longer in california to to compile votes than it did, this reminded me, this was worse than second grade uh, student body president in second grade when you counted votes. What a archaic, stupid way of doing things. (laughs) Unbelievable. But this is what the Democrats decided to do because we had a lockdown and nobody was supposed to leave their house, which turned out to be the biggest mistake ever. Okay, biggest mistake ever. It was proven the masks don't work, and you know we were going to have to. We just needed to play through that thing. And if mm-hmm. you were old, if you were a person who was going to get really, really compromised with that, you stay home. Stay home. It should have been an individualized basis, not a blanket party for everybody, which it was. And now that's why we're, That's why I'm paying <clears throat> ten bucks for a for a for a uh, you know for a gallon of milk now you know that's where six dollars and something cents for gas because and again the democrats don't care they're on this green deal now they want everything to be green we could be pumping our own gas out of the the you know the 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 pipelines in this country but no they they want to make everything difficult for everybody of course the, the only hope we have and that is if if uh McCarthy, uh, uh, the uh, new leader McCarthy, is it McCarthy? Mac- he's taking he's taking Pelosi's place. Him and and Jim and and uh, Jim Jeffries or Jacobs or whatever his name is from Ohio, the guy that never wears a sport coat, they're big talkers. Jim, they they
0: Jim Jordan, Biden.
1: Jim yeah, they, they're big. Jim talks. Jordan
0: and Kevin McCarthy.
1: Yeah, they say they're going to go after um, uh, Biden. They're going to go after Fauci. They're going to go after Hunter Biden. They're going to go after. All this Republican corruption. Well, I'll believe it when I see it because they're big talkers. Mm-hmm. I'll believe it when I see it. Now, the biggest looming problem is we have a problem and his name is Donald Trump. The Democrats have, to a lot of people's eyes, tarnished him in a way where they think that he he will not be successful for a re-election. I'm kind of mixed on that. Um, if all this negativity comes out and they slam the Democrats like I'm hoping they are, only the Democrats will still vote for the Democrats. There's a lot of independents out there. There's a lot of moderate Democrats that probably don't like Biden, but there's a lot of moderate Democrats and all the ind- independents hate Donald Trump. Yes. So if Donald Trump is our nominated choice for 24, what's going to happen is is, uh, first of all, Biden is not going to, re- re- he's not going to run again. No way. No Who way. runs? Uh, Gavin Newsom.
0: What do you do with Kamala?
1: Um, I don't know what you do with her. I, I can't say. Um, I, I, would, I would completely, uh, if I was in charge, I would tell her, go back to San Francisco and uh, practice law, you know?
0: Well, I mean, I, I'm again just being devil's advocate here. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't it be incredibly, uh, you know, racist, sexist to have the sitting vice president not be brought up to be uh, your your nominee, like as as usually the I case?
1: Hope, I hope it's her. She will lose. I hope it's her. You think they, they want to bring someone in viable, and in their eyes, Gavin's viable because he's bullshitted California for. <laughs> all these years. New York would probably like him, but um, their only hope is to soil Donald Trump to the point where there's gonna be a mass um, divide with Republicans and the Democrats would win by uh, default.
0: Well, that's my question. I, and I was talking about that on the pod not too long ago with you know, when, when Trump made his official announcement last week. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying we need to move on and, and move over to DeSantis, who has, uh, who, who I think has the ability to win and be successful, but there's a lot of people in the country who feel, uh, you know, the Trump derangement, it is a real thing, especially on the left side of things, but it's also a thing with those on the right who, who feel like, uh, he's, he's the savior. Right. And, and I don't think that's the case. Uh, I voted for him. I'll vote for him again, of course. Um. But I mean, do you think he just needs to go? He's not going to go away quietly. You know, he feels he was uh, mistreated his, his final term there and or his final uh, year. And he wants to come back and prove uh, prove the doubters wrong. I mean, how, how do you think this all plays out?
1: The most ignorant thing to do for the Democrats would be to indict him. Because that would get him completely out of the room. And it would open the door for DeSantis. And he would kick the shit out of any Democrat they put up there. The smartest thing they can do is leave him alone, let him get this momentum rolling, let him and DeSantis slug it out to the point where he gets 30% of the support. DeSantis gets 30%, and then maybe 10, 10, 10 for other people, and then whoever the Democrat is runs the table. Yeah. But if you if you take him out of the mix. I mean, they're, they're, you probably don't remember. Maybe you've watched like movies like Watergate and stuff. They are They are paranoid about Trump. Like like Nixon was paranoid about the press. And it cost him his presidency because he spied. He put spies in, 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 in the Watergate building and they rolled backwards on him and the rest was history. Um, if I was a Democrat, leave him alone. Let him run. Let him run. Now,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think there's some truth to that. And then they beat him once, at least in their eyes. And, and well, uh, yeah. it's just so like,
1: they just, you know, go out to the, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, they decide how many votes they need and they print some up and throw them in the, in the barrel. And there you go. <laughs> so
0: my question is this bill with DeSantis, he seems like a humble dude, a hungry dude. Um, does he dare even throw his hat in the ring? To 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 uh, you know try to slug it out with Donald Trump, or does he sit back for four more years, knowing that in four years, regardless of what happens, he is hands down going to be the GOP candidate in 2028. It seems a long way from now, but do you think he has the patience to just sit back and be like, "Go ahead, Donald, do your thing, and uh, I'll I'll be ready to go when uh, when when it all ends"?
1: Two things. Two things. He's going to test. He's going to lay back a little bit. It's only we got two more years until the election. So he's going to lay back. A lot of stuff's going to happen. So he can lay back and just feel the water, see what the the mix is for for Trump and then go from there. If you allow Trump to, you know, uh, run with the flag and he gets beat, now you got a democrat in there and God only knows where this country's going to be in 6 years. Yeah. So No, it's you're it's it's a right now it's a roll of the dice. And you can kind of wait a little bit. Maybe, you know, maybe the Democrats are going to be stupid and they're going to indict him, which would be great. Indict him. You know, put him, you know, take him out of the mix. Because well, Donald Trump is Donald Trump's worst uh, nightmare. He oh, is sure. his own enemy.
0: Okay. Well, and, and my, my point with him is that, like, they've, they've tried so many times, Bill, to, to knock him out. And they haven't been able to. Sure, they 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 beat him in an election, whatever. But they have tried to. They they impeached him twice. They've every the, the Russia collusion hoax, everything they the Mar-a-Lago thing. I mean, uh, they, that's definitely digging. They're digging for something there again. Not, stuff that they could not find or prove. But all they have to do is start a story, start digging, throw some dirt out there, throw some mud against the wall to the masses, and be like, oh look, he was investigated for this, or he was he was uh, they raided his home for this. And the people who hate him will just hate him more. And the people that love him are, are going to love him more because they're going to be like, he's against the establishment. And, uh, you know, why are they going after him like this? So I just think it's a back and forth thing that, that may not no, end well.
1: No matter no matter what he's done or no matter what they do to him, the MAGA people and all of them are still going to back him. No matter what the Democrats do, the, the um, progressives are always going to back a Democrat. So it doesn't really matter. You've got those two factions will, will be in the foxholes with them no matter what. It's the moderates like you and me, it's the independents, it's the ones that, that really, you know, aren't really engaged with either right now. They need to, you know, um, win over. And Donald Trump is not a warm and fuzzy guy. If he would have accepted defeat, just kept his mouth shut, not said a fucking word and surfaced when he did last week he would be he'd be the hero he'd be you know trump to the rescue you don't know how many people i've talked to that said they regret not voting for orange man really oh yeah and these are staunch staunch minority democrats uh but
0: they couldn't they couldn't do it they couldn't pull that that republican level lever they couldn't do it they were so adamant and bill if if again this is from other people but obviously clear experiences why do they regret not voting could you give us some some details in that
1: because when trump was in office they were paying two dollars and 96 cents for gas and now they're paying damn near six bucks for gas when trump was in office um Shit was a lot cheaper and uh, we had a robust economy and now it's the interest rates are through the roof. The pocketbook, money talks. And, you know, unless you're a rich millionaire Democrat like Nancy Pelosi or these career politicians who are supposed to be there to earn a certain amount of money every year and serve the people, they are there for their pocketbook. They don't give a shit if they gave, if, if, if Gavin Newsom, if uh, Eric Garcetti, if um, all these California um, politicians cared about the people of California, you would not have people living in sewers, people living in tents in Beverly Hills. It wouldn't be like that. It wouldn't be like that. They don't give a shit. Those are their those are their constituents. They leave them alone. Why do you think we have such an, a, a, an open border now? Two reasons, two reasons. Number one, all those bodies coming in illegally are turned into votes for them. And number two, we wanna be competitive in the World Cup this year. So we need to get some of those kids that are coming from Guatemala, from Mexico, from Trinidad, Tobago, that are coming in. We wanna recruit them and put them on the World Cup team so we can compete.
0: <laughs> well. I- I was going to maybe ask you about soccer because uh, the, the World Cup is going. I hate soccer. I could care I less soccer, about
1: it. it. I Good. I don't give a flying you-know-what about soccer. I don't care. I don't care.
0: It it baffles me how you can have a postseason, the right. World Cup, and games that end in tie. tie. And it's just like people get so excited about this.
1: Running. There's a lot of running up and down the, the field and not a whole lot of scoring. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did a lot of running, but I didn't score much. Kind
0: of like you when?
1: when I was in high school. I did a lot oh. of running, but I never scored.
0: <laughs> well, you didn't have your charm yet back then. You had to, you had to develop that later on.
1: Yeah, Donna's sitting over here rolling her eyes.
0: <laughs> hey, if I want to watch uh, a team I root for score once a game, I'll watch my Rams. You know what I mean? I I don't need to watch soccer.
1: No, let's let's let's. Uh, make it abundantly clear here. I told you before the season started. I knew on the first drive of the the of the of the uh, season when Buffalo dri- drove the field and scored on them, the Rams would be 500 this year at best.
0: So oh, you were wrong. You were wrong.
1: No, no oh, oh, you said at best, at best. Yeah,
0: you're right. I was going to say they I would love 500. Very,
1: they are not a good football team this year.
0: No, no. It's an interesting uh well how, what a difference a year can make. You are also dead wrong last year when you said they were done and then they went all the way of course but yeah yeah you're hitting 500 um yeah it's crazy how you can win a super bowl you can go all in and then all of a sudden you're a three-win team i mean that's just how crazy uh well, crazy sports they, are
1: they call it a super bowl hangover for a reason you go out one night you have a great night you get nice and liquored up you you know make love to about three different women you just have the time of your freaking life okay you wake up the next day you don't feel like doing shit in fact, you don't feel like doing shit for th- two or three days. That's where the Rams are. <laughs> I knew
0: you'd come up with a great analogy, Bill Barnes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, hey, what else is on your mind? Did you enjoy? Uh, you probably didn't watch any of the World Series. Uh, I, I did. I did want to say kudos to to the boys working uh, out there, especially my my good friend Pat Holberg, shooting a. Can you yeah. imagine shooting a perfect score umpiring behind the plate, Bill, especially in a World Series game?
1: Let me tell you something. Pat Holberg is probably one of the best. And that night, he proved it—the best ball strike guy in the league. You know, I thought my man Gooch was good. I thought, um, geez, who else? There's, you know, there's some good. There's some really good, good umpires that are ball strike guys. And um, that was phenomenal.
0: Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. That was a, a fault That's one uh, thing I will remember. Uh, about the, the fall classic and uh, all yeah, the LA I'm, fans I was happy for dusty. Oh yeah. You, you and dusty go way back. I hadn't realized, honestly, that he hadn't won the world series before. Um, so it was cool to see for him, even, even though it was the Astros dusty, dusty bankers put in his time, man.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's hard to imagine. I mean, he was, he was a Dodger back in the late seventies with Yeager and, and, and Garvey um you yeah, know, Reggie, all those guys, man. He he was on a couple of World Series teams um, with the Dodgers, and unfortunately, they came out on the bottom end. They lost to the Yankees two years in a row. But, you know, Dusty was a hell of a good player, and um, he did some time as a coach, and then he got into managing. And lo and behold, the guy's 70 in his, I think, early to mid 70s, and he's still out there, you know, um, shoving. Good for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was cool to see that. Um, did we talk about um, Dale Williams, Bill? I mean, it's been a few months since you since you have been on, right? I don't think we covered that last time.
1: Year. It's been about a year. Has it really? Yeah.
0: Since Dale passed,
1: I think it came on right either before Christmas or after Christmas last year.
0: That was last year. Yeah. Um, no, it's been a while, but I'm saying is, uh, since Dale, Dale passed away when,
1: um, September 20th, but the, it was announced in mid-October. So I wasn't sure why there was a delay. Um, but it all came through the uh, national football league official retired officials, uh, website. They, they announced it and then somebody sent it to somebody and brad hungerford um did a mass email on it and let everybody know because you know brad lived out in lives out in palm desert lived very near dale so uh, that's how we all found out
0: well for those that don't know dale williams a longtime uh, nfl football official uh worked three super bowls i believe and then worked uh, a ton of college world series uh and then was later a supervisor for the big west and uh you know hired bill barnes and me at one point uh bill many years before me and uh did did a lot for the game of college baseball specifically and uh bill he he loved he loved what he did he loved being a mentor to uh, to college baseball umpires and uh he, he was a good time as well so it's it was sad to see him go
1: it really was um he took kind of a he about oh god 10 years ago maybe or more he, um, you know, he was a lifetime smoker. He was a chain smoker his whole life. Finally quit, but you know, shit catches up to you, you know. And so he had, um, uh, he had some either emphysema or some type of breathing uh, difficulties, and um, he damn near died. Maybe I want to say in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, he came close, and then he recovered. But he was just never really the same since. But um, he lived down in the desert and, uh, tried to stay active. Uh, unfortunately his wife Val preceded him, uh, in, in passing away about a year and a half, two years ago, which surprised me. I thought Val was, I thought Val would outlive him, but that wasn't the case. Well, do you have
0: any, uh, Dale Williams stories that, uh, you, you can, you can share or that people would find interesting. I know he was, he was an official in that, that, that famous Tom Brady blizzard game, the tuck rule, I believe, right. Wasn't he on the sideline or he was in that game? He was, he was, he
1: he worked, uh, he was a line judge. Um, and he was on that game and, uh, he said it was the coldest he's ever been in his life. Um, (laughs) he had like plastic bags, and for for socks under his socks, and 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 he, he just couldn't find enough clothes to get warm. Um, <laughs> he he did he worked that game. He worked <clears throat> three Super Bowls. He worked um, he worked the uh, Super Bowl uh, where the Bears trounced the uh, New England Patriots. I think it was nineteen eighty six. Eighty six, yeah. Yeah. and I think he worked. Uh, he worked his last game as an NFL official was the Super Bowl where Tampa Bay beat the Raiders. Oh, I believe that was 2004.
0: Well, we, he, uh, I know that you guys, I happen to be on the road, but, uh, uh, Val, my girlfriend, Valerie went with you guys to a, a wedding, uh, where Dale and, and her, well, he, I guess they, he, he, they hit it off. Although I'd say, uh, Dale liked, uh, dancing with Val. I couldn't be there. I was in the Midwest somewhere. And, uh, you guys had a, had a good evening for an umpire's wedding that night where, uh, Dale was there and. Uh, I just remember seeing videos and pictures that he looked incredibly happy to be around so many uh, other umpires, and and man, that was back in uh, 2017, I think.
1: 2017, yeah. September of 2017. Somehow he drove out from the desert, and um, funny story. Um, I was there, and I was we were in a little a little inside bar area, and I saw Dale. And I walked over to him. I said, you know, hey, Dale, how are you? long time no see. Hey, Bill, you know, give me a hug. And and I said, uh, you know, Heath Jones is over there, you know, because he, he always had this love-hate relationship with Heath and Heath did the same, you know. And he goes, he looks at me right in the eye, he goes, I see him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty funny. You know, I thought, okay, <laughs> you're not losing it. Yeah, I, I still see you've got that twinkle in your eye that you know so that was funny uh and then later, as the evening progressed he kept sending me or Dwayne Finley up to the bar to get him a uh, a drink and it was some kind of, but he that was a uh, he equated it to a um um a uh,
0: margarita or something or he goes,
1: hey Bill go get me another margarita will you it was an open bar I didn't have to pay so I'd go up there and get a couple bring them back to him and up, you know he'd throw them down and then uh and then he'd lean over and talk to val your val <laughs> you know, my wife's name is valerie <laughs> she's as beautiful as you are you know, <laughs> you know all these cheesy yeah, lines. yeah. Fun, fun well you me- couldn't
0: yeah. You couldn't miss him. He'd show up to to baseball dude was passionate about umpires. He'd show up to division two games, division three games. He'd wear his big West hat, all of his Super Bowl rings, and he'd always have a giant like sixty-four ounce uh big gulp or whatever that he'd carry with him. And uh, you couldn't oh, miss yeah. Dale when he showed up.
1: He was never on time to a game. He liked to make his grandiose <laughs> appearance and walk down the walk, you know, come down the steps and everybody look at him and goes, Wow, who's that? look at those rings. My God, he must be famous, you know? And, uh, he was, he was a, he was a character. He was, he was just a, just a, a wonderful, wonderful guy.
0: I was one of his, his final too. Lost- huh. What's that?
1: We lost Mel Gatson a couple weeks ago. Oh, back.
0: I heard, I saw that Mel Gatson, one of the nicest men on the planet.
1: A very nice man, a Riverside guy. Yeah. Not many people. He, he was from Riverside. A lot of, um, guys that I know, that went to high school with him said that he was just a phenomenal athlete. Really? Phenomenal. And wow. uh, Mel, um, we lost him about, I want to say, two weeks ago. Um, just a great guy. So, um, and then there's been, I'll tell you, man, I, I just went to a funeral last week of a guy I worked with on the job, a guy by the name of Joe Rubio. Let me tell you a story about Joe Rubio. This is a This is a good one. I don't think I've ever told this story because it's an. It, I'm throwing myself under the bus when I do. Okay. Um, I was in ninth grade at John W. North High School. This is like either late April, early May, 1974, okay? Um, I was on the freshman baseball team. We had a game that afternoon. It's lunchtime. I'm going through my stuff and I don't have any sanitary socks. For those of you that aren't, old school like us that know what sanitary socks are. They're the white socks that go into your stirrups. All right, it's kind of like the key to the left-handed batter's box. They don't make them anymore. All right, um, anyway, I didn't have any socks. So I said, oh shit, what am I going to do? So I went over and back then, you know, the socks we wore were like, like went up almost to your thigh. You know, you could buy those sports socks that went up really high. So Bobby Hall, the catcher, my buddy Bobby Hall and I, we went over to Kmart across the street at Blaine Iowa. And we walked in and I had the money to buy them, Matt. I had the money, but I decided I'm not gonna buy them. Screw that, you know, I had the 2022 mentality. Just take them and go, right? So I put them under my, my windbreaker and I started to walk out and I thought I had it made and this heavyset old security guy yells at me, hey. So I took off running. I ran, he wasn't gonna chase me. So I ran back to school, you know, went to fifth period class thinking you know, I'm home free. Um, you know, played the game that afternoon. I don't know how I did, I don't even remember. But the next morning I'm sitting in math class, eight o'clock in the morning at about five minutes after eight, I see the school resource officer, Joe Rubio, at the time walk into the classroom didn't even occur to me did the thought never crossed my mind he was coming for me and I hear this the teacher go he went over and said something to the teacher teacher walks William Barnes I said oh fuck (laughs) yes um you're going with officer Rubio so I grabbed my stuff I walked out and I said to him this is about yesterday isn't it he goes yep I go in the office so we get in the office there's the security guard right somehow he came this guy was so pissed off he came to the school that afternoon went out to the baseball field ID'd me then went in got in the that's the guy and that's his that was his accomplice the other guy he ID'd both of us and um so I was 14 years old at the time. I was a little upset. So as any other other 14-year-old does when they're, you know, young and stupid, you start crying, right? So I cried like a little woman in there. They called my mother from her <laughs> job. She drove out. She had to come to the school. She was livid. She was pissed. She was just so angry. You know, if looks could kill, I'd, I'd have been dead right there. Long make, make a long story short, they didn't prosecute, they didn't do anything. They said, first time offense, don't do it again, but we're going to talk to your coach. Well, I was done for the season. I ran extra laps after every practice. I, I was the ball boy in plain clothes for the last four games. I was the guy that had to run down foul balls and go to the backstop and retrieve Pat, you know, all that shit, right? In plain clothes, right? <laughs> you talk about just being completely demoralized. Well, let's fast forward to about 1983, 84. Um, One of my first days on the job in Riverside, um, I'm in training, we go to assist the narcotics detectives on a search warrant. Well, the door's been kicked in, we're there, everything's fine, and I see Joe Rubin, my trainee, I go, Joe, man, he was my training officer when I was at North High School. He goes, "Oh, well, let's go, let's go reacquaint, let's go talk to him." I go, "Oh, shit!" So we go over there, and I um, and you know, Pete. Hey, Joe, this is Bill Barnes. He's the second day on the job. Blah blah blah. He goes, "He, you might know each other. He he, he was uh, a student at North when you were the SRO there, school resource officer." He goes, "Oh, you were. How would I know you?" I said, "Well, there was a time where there was a kind of a." Um, uh, miscommunication over a pair of socks. And he looks at me right in the face and he goes, Oh, you're the guy that cried like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You remember. Yeah. So
0: rest in peace, officer Ruby. Rest in
1: peace, Joe. Yeah. We just, I just went to the funeral last, uh, Tuesday. So oh, man. another story about Joe, Joe was the best, storyteller slash liar i've ever seen in my life <laughs> we were at a place after work one night several years later after the the um reconnect on the on the uh, sock story and drinks are flowing we're all having a good time and kind of a attractive gal sits on sits next to him and you know joe starts talking to her and they start chatting and lo and behold uh you know um, uh, she says, well, what do you do? He goes, looks at her right in the face. He goes, I'm an I'm a SR-71 pilot, just like that. And I, I fell out of my chair. I, I, I just couldn't <laughs> believe it. And she bought it hook, line, and sinker, man. He was <laughs> like pretty good.
0: Yeah. Wow. Anyway. So it, it's amazing. Uh, you went from a thief to being in law enforcement and uh, you know, sitting around guys like that, where I'm sure you learned a thing or two about uh, uh, you know how to
1: lay on some charm. I can honestly say that that taught me. I'm glad I got caught fight away with that, you know, I could have gone the other way. Who knows?
0: Yeah, but. absolutely. Hey, see what happened. see, had you not been caught and gotten in trouble, uh, you know, had a
1: punishment, was, I'm sure. that whole scenario. I wanted the season to be over so bad because all I did during practice was run. All I did during games was fetch balls. Right. So that was, that was the worst part of the whole ordeal.
0: Well, and like you said earlier, you did a lot of running and no scoring. I mean, I can't imagine you, you had any scoring when, when you're, you know, retrieving balls in a, uh, in civilian clothes. Right. That's true. <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, a couple things before we let you go, Bill, first of all, have you been stopped on the street at all uh, wearing uh, your, your, your fresh real Hondo football shirt? Have people grabbed been like, Oh yeah. Hey, Real Hondo football, yeah, oh yeah, great, big time stuff.
1: I wore it. Where did I wear it to? I wore it one time. Where did hey? Where did we? Where did I wear that shirt to? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. She's not. Um, I don't remember. It was where'd we go? Do you remember? <laughs> hey, where did I wear that shirt to? What yeah. what? What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I wore it, and no one stopped me. By the way
0: they're probably just like, Hey, that's still mess with that guy. He's yeah. is, is a special group. I'm but, sure. You
1: know, Funny. I live very, very close to, uh, what, what is that school? They beat, uh, they beat, uh, Bishop Amat the other night. Sierra Canyon. Yes. They're right. I can walk there. Is that what it is? Is that Sierra Canyon? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it is. Sierra. Sierra Canyon. Yeah. I live, we live yeah. very close to that.
0: They're in the finals and, uh, yeah, they are they're, they're there this Friday, I think. So good yeah. stuff. Um, Bill, before I let you go for Thanksgiving, uh, I'm going to run down a, a couple of food items here. I want you to kind of, uh, hey, you get, if there's one day or week, we should say to to feast, then uh, this is it. As far as Thanksgiving goes, I uh, probably know this, but what is your favorite? meat? I guess most people have turkey. Are you a white or dark meat kind of guy?
1: Uh, white meat, mashed potatoes, lots of gravy. Oh, yeah. Um no cranberry sauce i don't like any of that i don't like that little bit of stuffing not much onion to it though mm-hmm. uh, and uh if there's a pie i'm a traditional pumpkin pie guy okay unless there's a key lime pie there
0: key lime is like your your weakness your your go-to
1: yes love key lime
0: pie. okay now now whipped cream on the pumpkin or no
1: no whipped cream I eat, up. Cream, I eat whipped cream out of the out of the out of the um, container <laughs> why i don't want to spoil it with anything else
0: <laughs> you already i asked i was gonna ask you your favorite side but mashed potatoes yeah gravy and they kind of mix it a little bit with the turkey right
1: and some some yes and some green beans or carrots uh nothing nothing spe- nothing weird or you know crazy just the traditional feast just like our forefathers did before us
0: Absolutely. And as far as uh, a beverage goes, I know you're a big Jack and Coke guy. Uh, It is celebration time. So you're going to be partaking in a few. Is that kind of still the go to liquid, or are you going with the Cape Cods? Are you going with Tom Collins's? By the way, what is a Tom Collins? You were drinking that for a while.
1: A Tom Collins is Collins mix with, what is it? Collins mix, um, some type of. Look it up. Look it up. I can't remember. I would just say Tom Collins.
0: You're just try, okay? trying something. Some neat. kind
1: of um, um, ginger, like a like a alcoholic ginger ale to it or something. I don't know.
0: You and your sweet tooth. You got to right. have all that, that that sugar in there. And, and, and a nice stir stick, right? To stir it but all
1: Got to stir. Got to stir. A drink that's yeah. not stirred is like a, <clears throat> a stagnant <laughs> a uh, bunch of water that's got mosquitoes all over it.
0: I I agree. I agree. Hey, well, we got to have you on uh, more often than not. I was going to say like maybe four times a year or something like, uh, I don't know, every, every uh, four, you know, quarter, your quarterly year appearance or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was hoping we could, you know, take get a bigger bite into some stuff tonight, but there were th- so many things to cover. Um, you know, I mean, the state of the our state of of uh, existence right now is pretty dismal. I think we need to really step it up and improve it. And you know we're we're banking on the Republicans to step up and take the country back and uh, right some wrongs and move forward.
0: Yes. Well, every time that language is used, it's, uh, oh, they're a threat to democracy. They're going to take over, you know, they're trying to take over all this. Uh, oh, that's my favorite is when uh, people on the left refer to the, as they're fascists. They're fascists. Like what, what do you, what,
1: what is, what, can you think of a a better example of a threat to democracy than padding the, the, the voting stats by having these fucking mail-ins where, I, I mean, I almost tried to, if, if they just sent me a ballot this year, which they didn't, and I'm pissed, and I'm, you know, I was going to fill out my ballot and then go to the poll the next day and see if I could vote twice. I'm sure people have done that.
0: <laughs> well, I, I guarantee you people have done that, unfor- and that, unfortunately.
1: That's just, it's crazy to me that, that there's no checks and balances on voting, but you need a license to fish, Yeah, you pull in a water. You need a fucking license. But if I'm going to elect the president of the United States, I can just willy nilly do it by mail.
0: Yeah, just just right on this line over here. No, absolutely. Uh, all the things that so I guess fishing is racist then because you need an ID to do it. Is it Everybody's not? Everybody's
1: racist. <laughs> it depends on where, on what, on what the 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 um, the call is. Now, I want to I want to give a shout out, and I'm and people are going to think I'm I'm, I'm being. Like facetious here, I'm not. Uh-oh. A couple weeks ago, in the LA City um, uh, football uh, unit, there was a all female crew. They worked, I believe, Huntington Park against somebody. I don't know what it was. All female. They were all black. They were all female, and they did, from what I understand, a wonderful job. And I say kudos to them. Because I'll tell you what, I worked with, back when I was working football, I worked with a couple of females and they tried harder. They tried to look better. um, They came out, they worked hard. And for not ever playing the game, for the most part, they did a damn good job. And, you know, maybe it's a wake up call to some of the officials we have out there to quit phoning shit in, lose some weight, look better, look better in a uniform, get out there, And do a better job. And I'm talking about the males, the the men. I
0: I don't care uh, who someone is, what God they worship, uh, where they're from. I I just I just want them to uh, do a good job. And uh, I want the best people for the job, whoever they are. Uh,
1: (laughs) I believe those five ladies were the best for the job and good for them.
0: Yeah, if you're, yeah, absolutely. If uh, they're the best I for the job, well done.
1: of the game and they were in position, they did a good job. In fact, the referee for that game had worked some NFL uh camp games before. So she had a little bit of experience.
0: Well, yeah, and when there's such a shortage of of officials, you know, hey, let's take everyone we can get out there. Like, yeah, it's a great time for people to shine who would never maybe have thought about working football or other sports before. So, yeah, I'm I'm and hey he worked-
1: We've worked with people. Let's let's just cut to the chase here. We've worked with people that look like shit in a uniform, haven't we?
0: <laughs> haven't well, I would, yeah, yes, but I would say no
1: question.
0: yes. No. I, I would think their judge their their judgment and skills are also that.
1: <laughs> True, they're they're shit all the way around. Okay, they look bad. They make bad calls, and they don't hustle. Okay, I've seen mm-hmm. it. They phone shit in. Give me somebody that wants to work, and I don't care. Like you say, I don't care who they are give me somebody that wants to work and these. Yeah.
0: Like- well, that's getting harder and harder today, Bill, in today's world, because, uh, I see it. I mean, I'm sure you see it in your job. I see it in my job. Yeah. There's plenty of people that don't want to work. And you're like, you, you, you kind of press them a little bit or even just people. I don't even know people on the street, people I pick up in Uber still. And it's just like, wait, where are you going in the middle of the day? Don't you have to work somewhere? And it's just like, no, do I don't have now? to do any of that.
1: You're, you're, you're a full-time FedEx guy now, and you're still driving Uber.
0: Well, Bill, I live in California. I, I I can't have one job. I need I need income. I need money. You think this pays the bills? I need I need to work uh, multiple jobs just to be able to 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 talk with you uh, for an hour. I can't afford
1: living in California. I thought I was the only guy that that needed three jobs to survive, and I'm sixty three years old. You know,
0: <laughs> still wearing uh yeah, wearing your gas station. Any any uh any good stories from from your security work? Any any comical or anything you could oh. share with us?
1: Geez, you know I, I I would love to but you know it, it's you know our, our clients are are, are are you know are, are you understandable know, private and you know I, I can't really divulge you know who we work with but um, let's just say that um, sometimes it's just a big giant shit show and <laughs> that their communication skills suck. I'll just put it that way.
0: I did like the story never, you told about It never
1: goes as planned
0: oh of course not of course not and and you're to blame you follow directions and it's your fault
1: it's my no matter what, no matter what.
0: <laughs> so you so you're good at that you umpired you're in a you're in a wonderful relationship with Donna and she knows every you know we all know everything's your fault we know this and uh and your job so you just take it on the chin like you're supposed to and uh don't complain
1: right oh no I understand I mean let's just say for for well, let's just say for whatever reason that that science fails us and the sun doesn't come up tomorrow, it's my fault.
0: <laughs> it is your fault. Everything, Bill Bards. Absolutely. Um <laughs> I love that gas. What was it? what'd, you, what'd they call the the, the what they call your uh, security shirt? Uh, oh, FedEx shirt. shirt
1: you're, you're from your secure I go, yeah. He goes, well, what are you doing on a gas station shirt? I laughed, you know. I went along with it. I said, "Yeah, I don't really like it either, but that's what we gotta wear, you know." And I'm thinking, you know what, Jackoff? <laughs> you took two classes at uh, at uh, uh, Merv Feinstein's security company, and now you think you're all that because you're a doorman at the at the uh, you know Beverly Hills Hilton. Okay, you know what? Yeah, funny.
0: Hey, you, you wear you wear what uh, you are assigned. Much like you're do what I'm told. That's right, your wonderful PJ wardrobe. Well, Bill, I could talk with you for for hours, but I'm sure uh, unless you have anything else you want to cover, uh, I'm, I'm all ears. But uh, I know you got to get to bed soon, you, you old man.
1: Well, it's six thirty, and um, you know it's it's been dark for two hours, and uh, so you just never know.
0: What are you What are you afraid of the dark now? What? The,
1: come on. I now. don't like it when it gets dark early. I hate it. I don't. <laughs> I don't like it when it's dark wow
0: well, we'll, well get yourself a refill and uh put a nightlight on for you
1: I will I will um yeah well let's do this uh let's let's do a pre-super Bowl show maybe
0: yeah hopefully some, right that's something that's something
1: uh that'd be great yeah. and I have one I know that I'll be right on this the Rams will not be in it
0: not this year not this year maybe maybe uh maybe soon but uh, okay. I i I'm they go, can't
1: I'm gonna predict here's my predict I'm gonna go Kansas City Chiefs and uh, you know, I could say the Eagles, but I think they'll—they're, you know, I'm gonna go Chiefs. I'm gonna go Chiefs, and um, I'm gonna go Chiefs, Dallas Cowboys.
0: Tampa Bay, Buffalo. That's what I got for you. I'm throwing it out there. Not that you care. Ah. Okay. Hey, I would love to hang out and see you uh, real soon. Not so much you, but but Donna, and uh, hopefully we we can uh, get out to you know, in your, your big LA County, uh, mansion out there and, and, and maybe make that happen. Uh, we can, uh, we'll Uber it or we'll do whatever we got to do.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, thanks for coming over. Thanks for sharing. Um, you know, the, uh, camera here in the old, uh, Casa. That's um, right. Anyway,
0: that's all it's like Good times. Well, Bill, happy Thanksgiving, man, to you, to Donna, your family, man, and we will chat very, very soon. Thank
1: you to Val and everybody and tell your crazy brother. I said, hello. I certainly will. All right. And everybody. And um my man Fast Freddy, he's probably watching the World Cup, getting into making sure that uh Bolivia, where, wherever he's from, wins when's the game.
0: <laughs> Peru. Peru.
1: Oh, well they're they're all the same. But once you go below the equator, they're all the same. No, I don't know. <laughs>
0: oh, on that note,
1: absolutely. <laughs>
0: hey talk to you soon man get home safe take care over well what can you say bill barnes uh, always fun chatting with him and since he's moved further away haven't been able to talk with him as much but i thought uh, what better way to bring on uh, Thanksgiving to bring on Bill Barnes for some laughs, for some uh, some memories, for some stories, and uh, just catching up as as we uh, often uh, do here. And man, I used to see Bill all the time, a couple times a week. Remember, I lived with Bill back in uh, the summer of 2016. Uh, What was that June until uh, December until Christmas time? And uh, it was a good, good time, and we became, uh, well, very good friends, as we've always has been. And uh, even though the age difference, uh, he's a fun guy to chat with. And I know a lot of you fans out there love listening to Bill as well. Again, we'll try to get him back on probably around January, maybe uh, break down some NFL playoffs. And I'm sure by then, something else will be going on in this uh, crazy world of life. But uh, I will try to see Bill for the holidays here, for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, uh, and, uh, New Year's, whatever. We'll, uh, we'll have a good time and, uh, Yeah. Again, I I miss hanging out with him, man. Almost weekly. It was a great time. And uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about when we do uh, get together whenever we do in the very near future. Well, I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Um, In all seriousness, look, there's a lot to be thankful for. Uh, I think so many of us uh, get frustrated with what's going on in the world, Uh, maybe not uh, being able to afford uh, things because of the the prices of everything and and just we're working hard we can't get ahead and you know it's just it is what it is happiness is a choice i do know that and uh, i'm gonna choose to be happy be positive and to go about my uh my daily walk in life and, and do my best to to uh to stand tall and to en- enjoy uh, the things i have around me i have many blessings i get to do this podcast got a very great job. I've been uh, very happy to do. I got my charge to keep podcast got a wonderful relationship, uh, family, great friends. I mean, there's a lot of things to be grateful for. And and I truly am thankful to be in the United States of America, still the greatest uh, country on the planet, and uh, just incredibly blessed to be from here and all the experiences I've had, even the bad ones, I think, were lessons were learned. Uh, Some of the best lessons learned are through the uh, worst mistakes or maybe the most hurtful times. So if if you're going through something right now, keep your head high and know that uh, the sun should rise tomorrow. But if it doesn't, as you heard, it is Bill Barnes' fault. Uh, So make sure to uh, send him a strongly worded email. And if you need his contact information, I can provide that for you. Guys, thanks for tuning in to the Get Home Safe podcast. Going to try to have a guest on maybe once a month if I can. Not quite the long form interviews that I used to do, but kind of like bringing on people uh, just to chat about what's going on, sports world or current events, uh, the whole World Cup thing. I I am just, I'm adamantly against it. Um, I don't care if it's the most popular thing in the world. I don't care if all of you guys love it so much i don't it's soccer i can't get i've tried so many times i cannot get behind it to me it is un-american to cheer for soccer especially our uh, our current team who who decided to change the uh the nice american flag which i, I why would you change the, the stars and stripes but although um now the, the argument would be well we always have changed the stars and stripes we have all these different flags but anyway you know my point you're supposed to be Mr. Patriotic uh, or patriotic, you go USA, God and country team. And, uh, oh, sorry, I said God God and country. But anyway, um, no, I will not be rooting for the U.S. in the World Cup, nor will I be watching, nor will I care. My life will go on just fine, whether they they win or lose, even, or or tie, I guess. Ties, ties now. Can you imagine any other sport in the postseason? The postseason, the playoffs. We're going to, number one, you're going to have a pool play, whatever that is. And then uh, you guys tied twice. You guys allowed four goals. I don't see. I, I don't even know anymore. And then the clock counts up. You got, you got, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not even wasting any more breath on it. You guys enjoy your, your soccer match. Um, I don't want any part of it. Uh, I will be happy in what a month or whatever, when this is all over and people who don't like soccer are pretend this is the, the pressure people are, the pre- people are like, well, you need to like it. It's patriotic. Oh, soccer. It, what's hilarious to me is the people that hated soccer, or proclaim to have not liked it, as most good Americans should, and then have like bought in. They've surrendered. No, I really like it, man. It's it's cool. You just got to give it a shot. You got to give it some time. No, I've given it plenty of shots and times. I've probably had more shots, given it more shots than they've shot actual shots in their games but I digress. No more World Cup talk. Maybe next week I'll be on and I'll break down the action as to what happened. You tied a country named Wales. Can you imagine tying in the Revolutionary War? What would have happened? Where would we be at right now? Sometimes I need to bite my lips and just and just hold back. And then other times it's like, no, flip on the microphone. I'll say what I want to say out here. Uh, yes, my football team is terrible. Real foot- football, not food but whatever you guys call it soccer um but uh, my team's terrible and uh, i'll just have to enjoy last year's championship and move on to 2023 so that is what it is it's kind of peaceful being able to just all right this time of year last year there was pressure to get in the playoffs and all these things and, and i was worked up and stressed now i'm carefree i got it easy going anyway the thanksgiving plans we're going turkey we got scallop potatoes, courtesy of me. That's my my dish, and I'm throwing together lots of cheese. Oh my, God, oh, it's gonna be so good. Uh, we're gonna do corn on the cob, green bean casserole. Uh, we're gonna do baguette, the baguettes, the long bread. We're gonna cut those up nice and thin. A lot of a lot of bread and butter there. What else are we doing? Um, I think my dad's in charge. Of Paul. We'll do some. We'll do some uh, pumpkin pie, some apple pie, maybe an assortment of uh different beverages that uh, we will get into. I love Wednesday. I love Thanksgiving for not just the single day, but for the entire week. Most people get off early on Wednesday, or like, they don't have to go back Friday. I gotta go back Friday because hey, we are the world on time. Um, but man, Wednesday night start prepping, maybe a little cooking, but bust open a bottle or something, and just say, hey, Thanksgiving's tomorrow, and. uh, Hopefully Thursday, you wake up, the smells get get, get going, right? The turkey's going early. Um, You're trying to clean up and get everything ready. We got early morning football games going, just football all day. And uh, family maybe spills in or you go somewhere and and enjoy that. And then Friday, maybe a second Thanksgiving with friends or another one on Saturday. It's just a wonderful, it's a wonderful week, a wonderful weekend. Um, Just looking forward to it. And again, counting my blessings because for all of you who, Listen and support this podcast. Love every one of you. Can't thank you enough for tuning in. And uh, yeah, big things ahead here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. That'll do it for today's show. Thanks again, Bill Barnes. We will see you in a couple of months. Uh, yeah, sooner rather than later. Guys, eat, drink, be merry, enjoy yourselves. Uh, Christmas is here now that Thanksgiving is here, in my opinion. Uh, we we uh, transition, go right into uh, the Christmas season. And for those of you out there who are like, why do you have your tree up already? It's Christmas season not just what like do you do you only watch the super bowl you don't like watch the, the season maybe some of you do and you know who you are uh you probably watch the super bowl for the halftime show too because your team hasn't been in a super bowl in a long time also um let's see anything else no that should be it Ba-ba-ba-da-da. yep i'm done all right guys thanks for tuning in We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. And as always, especially this weekend, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or rounding third base, get home safe.